0: your daily dose of debate breaking news and uncensored views this is the michael medved show
1: and another great day in this greatest nation on god's green earth a day that highlights how much this great nation is needed around the world as a source of sanity of decency however clownish however degraded however disappointing our politics may seem, however much you may resent this politician or that politician. God bless America and God bless America's allies. God bless all those countries in the world that have been rallying to the side of of decency and that's the only way to talk about it. Of course we're speaking in the context of the Murderous, uh, genocidal, sadistic, degraded, utterly barbarian attack on peaceful homes, on peaceful neighborhoods in southern Israel uh, that took place, hit 22 different targets on uh, Friday night and Saturday. And uh, the results. Uh, the uh, Israeli military, an announcement by the defense minister of Israel, Yoav Galant, who, by the way, is a very unifying figure. Of course, everyone's a unifying figure at the moment because so much of the country has been pulling together. But Yoav Galant announced the complete siege of Gaza in a televised address, announcing that Gaza will be cut off from food, electricity, and water for the foreseeable future. We are fighting barbarians, the Minister of Defense said, and we will respond accordingly. Uh, The Israeli Air Force, meanwhile, began bombarding bombarding targets throughout Gaza after Hamas launched a massive rocket attack on Israeli territory. Uh, We're going to be speaking to my brother from Jerusalem uh, for those of you who listen to the show regularly, you know my brother Jonathan, almost 40 years ago, moved uh, to Israel, built his life there, has raised his, his four children there, and uh, he has two sons who were just called up, uh, at uh, a son and a son-in-law. Who were just called up in this call up of the 300,000 and that apparently is just beginning it is the greatest mass mobilization in Israeli history and why what is it about it is about stopping the uh, repeat of more of the sickening barbarity of the Hamas terrorists the, uh, the, the situation that people ask about it, okay, is what's next? And what apparently, and, and Yoav Galanti's defense minister has said this, and I think everybody who's looked at this situation seriously has said that the, the goal of the Israeli move against Gaza this time is not going to be to uh, reoccupy Gaza. That, by the way, is is why it's so important that people understand the history here. And in this regard, honestly, you can get access to that history very easily and in a very compelling fashion that gives you a great deal of depth. We have uh, two um, Medved history programs, one of which is why they fight the origins of the Arab-Israeli conflict and the other of which is Five Middle Eastern Wars, which talks about the Om Kippur War, which was 50 years ago. And one of the reasons that it seems to me, obviously, that uh, Hamas decided to make this attack, which involved some 1,000 terrorists, not 19, like September 11th did, this was 1,000 different people who uh, committed the rapes and burning people alive and stealing children and uh, grandmothers and uh, uh, basically and dragging these hostages supposedly there are 130 of them including some Americans uh, and dragging them into Gaza. One of the reasons they chose this date was it was exactly 50 years and one day Uh, after the beginning of the Yom Kippur War which had been the most threatening and destructive and bloodiest of all of uh, Israel's war after the war uh, for independence and uh, again that was considered to be their goal here to exert as much death and destruction as possible on 22 communities that weren't anywhere by the way in gaza territory or palestinian territory they were over the borderline now how did that happen okay a gaza at the end of the war for independence was part of egypt and uh, what had happened was it was originally part of the Palestinian mandate but during the fighting in the Israeli war for independence the Egyptians had taken control of Gaza then uh, when Egypt was leading the fight against Israel in 1967 threatening to drive the Jews into the sea and to destroy the nascent nation of Israel uh, when they did that in 1967, and they lost a epic uh, defeat. Uh, Israel took possession of Gaza, and Israel ran Gaza, and they were actually making some economic progress between 1967 and uh, uh, in 2005 and in 2005 Israel made a decision that was very controversial and of course everything is controversial in Israel because people argue with each other but this is a controversy where my father who was living in Israel by then uh, our daughter who was studying in Israel at the time uh, basically everybody that I knew was demonstrating against the decision to vacate Gaza because it meant that there were about 20 Jewish settlements that had sprung up in Gaza between 1967 and 2005 all of those people who lived there including by the way the dead bodies in the cemeteries that had been established outside the synagogues that uh, that was all taken away and I- Israel decided under the leadership of the former prime minister Arik Sharon that uh they would leave Gaza alone. There were lots of Palestinians there. There weren't yet 2 million. There were about 1 million. And uh, they would have their own right to choose leadership. They had already made the deal in Oslo, remember, with the Palestinian Authority. So basically Israel did what everybody had said they should do, which is leave Gaza alone. Let it be. And right now, Gaza has been since 2005 a Jew-free paradise, at least in the eyes of the terrorists, it should be. So what is it exactly that Israel was supposed to do other than leave Gaza? It was an epic mistake, and it's one of the reasons that people worry about the so-called two-state solution. We're going to be speaking to Peter Baker of the New York Times. We're going to be speaking with the uh, Middle Eastern scholar Michael Rubin, with my brother Jonathan Medved in Jerusalem coming right up, and we're going to be speaking to U.S. Representative Adam Smith, who is the ranking Democrat on the House Armed Services Committee. What about that uh, USA aircraft carrier, the Gerald R. Ford, that is making its way to the waters not too far from Iran. We'll get to that and much more coming up on The Medved Show.
0: 800 The Michael Medved Show.
1: On the Michael Medved show, uh, under the circumstances, it's particularly an honor for me to welcome my brother to the program uh, from Jerusalem tonight. Uh, and uh, uh, Jonathan, um, <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, you your life has already changed. Everybody's okay, but you have. Uh, two members of the younger generation who have already been called up they're part of this 300,000 call-up that is uh, going to make uh, make Israel safe from future attacks from Gaza
0: that's that's correct but you know everybody in the country is mobilized Michael it's it's we were we were caught um, and surprised by uh, and and badly hurt. This has been perhaps the worst couple of days, the worst single day in Jewish history since the Holocaust. The number of people who were killed is now at 900, 2,600 wounded. Even in the darkest days of the War for Liberation when we lost 6,000 people, that took two or three years. It wasn't a single day. Even in the depths of the surprise attack, on the Yom Kippur War 50 years ago, there wasn't losses like this. But it's not just the amount of numbers. And just to give your audience uh, a perspective of what this would mean in American terms, given the size of our population, we're only 10 million people, is it would be as though 9 11, there were 40,000 people killed instead of the 2,000 and some that were killed in 9 uh, 11. So if you can imagine. A 9-11 event happening, but not just the horror of planes hitting a, a building, which is horrific in and of itself, but terrorists going home to home and slaughtering entire families with children in their arms, burning their houses over the wounded, going into a nature party where there were about 3,000 people having a party, a dance party landing with paragliders as they were essentially just raking the audience with machine gun fire, and then going person by person to shoot bullets in their head with piles of bodies. About 300 people from that party were slaughtered. Going into the kibbutzim and the villages in the south and slaughtering 10, 20 percent of the population, The stories of the heroism of the people who fought back, who kept them in some cases out of their kibbutz, who took up weapons, sometimes a knife or an axe or whatever they could if they didn't have guns to fight back, or they just withstood them in their safe rooms, are stories that will sear you if you heard the bunch of them. They've now taken 150 hostages who they've paraded through Gaza, old people, babies, one and two years old, women who they raped in mass rape events before they took them hostage. It is the most unbelievable display of inhumanity, of truly humans becoming animals that has really ever been seen in, in recent history. It it reminds one of a pogrom. It reminds one of the Nazis. And, and what this and, has and, done... And,
1: and now, and now uh, uh, there is obviously heavy bombardment of Gaza, uh, going after rocket launching sites, uh, places where the organization of Hamas is located, What is next? What is the the uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu has declared that this will be a major war. Use term war. Uh, What is the war aim?
0: The war aim is to essentially destroy Hamas. That we will no longer tolerate a terrorist regime whose only goal is to kill us, who are the most brutal and cruel people the world has ever seen, will not allow them to train, to acquire weapons, to build their own version of technology right on our border. Remember, these villages they attacked are only two and three kilometers from the border. We live right next to them. You can't do this. You can't have two million fanatics run by a fanatic regime who are living perhaps in in redmond or in bellevue it wouldn't work and this has been an illusion that we've thought that we could make this work we thought that our defenses were enough they were not okay there's a lot of sort of uh, lesson learning that we have to do with the government and the army level in terms of what went wrong and we'll get to that
1: but with all of that there's a a great sense of uh, people coming together is that something you feel as well
0: it's unbelievable I mean look we had over the last year sort of well-known and well covered uh, you know political differences and protests and you know turmoil that is all completely dispersed now we're all in this together Hamas is not asking whether you're left or right, or you're religious or non-religious. Hamas, when they uh, go and look to kill the Jews, are killing you because you are a Jew. And by the way, they've killed 40 Arabs, too, because they're Israeli Arabs. And this is, is, is brought us together in a way where the society is totally mobilized. If you saw today the pictures of tanks going through the streets going ready getting ready to essentially you know move into the next phase of this campaign there were people in the streets throwing food and candy and waving flags and these are our children who are now going out to defend us we're not fighting in some foreign land we're not and by the way speaking of which we have enormous gratitude to President Biden and the United States government for sending the aircraft carrier, which, God willing, will not be need to be used, but coming into the eastern Mediterranean is a sign of support for Israel. The, the bond between our two countries is eternal and, and, and strong.
1: And that but aircraft uh, carrier line, will will be having eyes on Iran, I take it.
0: I, I, well, it, Iran has Bala. But it's, uh, uh, I think, let's say Gerald Ford's uh, spirit would be very proud
1: of this. Uh, Jonathan Medved, uh, a, a loyal Israeli, a father of um, a couple of boys who are headed to the front right now. And um, I, I can only tell you that uh, I, I I pray as you do, brother, uh, they should be safe and the mission should be a complete success not for the cause of victory but for the cause of of peace and decency and humanity Um, appreciate your perspective and uh, may god be with you and them and all of us we will be right back latest estimate here on the Michael Medved Show of the Israeli death toll has uh, reportedly reached and passed 1,200. That includes nine U.S. citizens. And apparently there are U.S. citizens who are also among the 130 hostages. Uh, there has been a... Uh, A new threat by Hamas, suggesting that for every residential building that is destroyed uh, in Israeli bombing, they will assassinate, they will murder one of the hostages that they have. Um, The... uh, there's actually a point that was made because right now you see some real leadership from people in Congress. For instance, uh, Kevin McCarthy spoke as if he were still this leader of the House of Representatives. He was terrific. We'll play you what he had to say. But uh, – and who knows? He apparently left himself open if they can't decide between Steve, Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. Uh McCarthy said he wants to lead in some capacity. So who knows if he will come back into this struggle for Speaker of the House. But a a member of the House, young man, really very talented, rising star, he's a Democrat. And his name is uh, Richie Torres. He is uh, from a heavily Latino part of uh, New York, and he basically... Uh, just slammed Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez his fellow Democrats and he he slammed them uh, saying if you murder wound rape and abduct civilians and children as Hamas has done you are not a militant you are a terrorist the media and our elected representatives should stop sanitizing terrorists as militants he wrote Hamas a surprise terrorist attack by air sea and land is Israel's 911 losing 600 israelis he writes is the equivalent of losing about 20,000 americans he wrote the following day in any event he has been very clear on this uh, so has jonathan greenblatt who uh, is the executive director of the ADL. He was having uh, a problem again with the language and the way that the language is used and misused on uh, the network that he was speaking on and uh, what he spoke about regarding that network on MSNBC uh, was calling Hamas fighters and rationalizing their terror attacks. This is Jonathan Greenblatt.
0: I am angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of Hamas. I must say, I love this show, and I love this network, but I've got to ask, who is writing the scripts? Hamas, the people who did this, they are not fighters, Jonathan. They are not militants, and I'm looking right at the camera. They are terrorists it is a barbarian who rapes and brutalizes women who tear kills children in front of their parents and then brings them over to gaza who literally we've heard all these reports and we know these aren't just reports these were filmed gleefully by
1: the barbarians who committed these grotesque crimes and uh, that context is important. Uh, President Biden uh, actually gave a speech that didn't um, quote try to prevent present a a balanced view of pure evil. It recognized pure evil for once, and. Uh, gave some important support that has meant a great deal to Israelis uh, in this crisis. This was the president's statement on uh, the challenge to Israel. Today, the people of Israel are under attack, orchestrated
2: by a terrorist organization, Hamas. In this moment of tragedy, I want to say to them and to the world and to terrorists everywhere that the United States stands with Israel. We will not ever fail to have their back. We'll make sure that they have the help their citizens need and they can continue to defend themselves. You know the world's seen appalling images, thousands of rockets in a space of hours raining down on Israeli cities. When I got up this morning started this at 7:38 o'clock my calls Moss terrorists crossing in Israel killing not only Israeli soldiers but Israeli civilians in the street in their homes, innocent people murdered, wounded, entire families taken hostage by Hamas, just days after Israel marked the holiest of days in the Jewish calendar. It's unconscionable. You know, when I spoke with Prime Minister Netanyahu this morning, I told him the United States stands with the people of Israel in the face of these terrorist assaults. Israel has the right to defend itself and its people, full stop. There's never justification for terrorist attacks. And my administration's support for Israel's security is rock-solid and unwavering. Let me say this as clearly as I can. This is not a moment for any party hostile to Israel to exploit these attacks to seek advantage. The world is watching.
1: And uh, it is good that the United States is watching and has uh, sent uh, to the Eastern Mediterranean the aircraft carrier gerald ford uh and its battle group uh why Uh, to keep an eye on things to be there to prevent some kind of intensification of the terrorism by iran Uh, our closest ally uh, in for years uh, our special relationship has been with the united kingdom The Prime Minister of Great Britain, Rishi Sunak, who is looking to me increasingly impressive, also gave a very strong and uh, satisfying and reassuring statement. Uh, This is clip 7.
3: The scenes that we've seen in Israel over the past 36 hours are truly horrifying. I want to express my absolute solidarity for the people of Israel. Now is not a time for equivocation, and I'm unequivocal. Hamas and the people who support Hamas are fully responsible for this appalling act of terror, for the murder of civilians and for the kidnapping of innocent people, including children. I've just spoken with Prime Minister Netanyahu to assure him of the UK's steadfast support as Israel defends itself against these appalling attacks. We will do everything that we can to help. Terrorism will not prevail
1: and God willing he is right Uh, there are buildings around the world including the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin which of course was once the world center of anti-semitism that have been lit up with the Israeli flag Uh, buildings across the world they report in the messenger uh, from the Empire State to the Eiffel Tower are showing solidarity with victims in Israel Cities around the world are showing their support for Israel with lights following a surprise attack on the nation that has killed hundreds and injured thousands more. After Israel suffered what's been called its deadliest attack in decades, buildings in America, Italy, Rome, Germany and elsewhere flew the nation's flag or its white and blue colors in lights to show support. The most notable one was the Brandenburg Gate in the middle of Berlin where they actually showed the Israeli flag and projected lights with the colors of the Israeli flag. They also did that for the uh, European Commission, where they, uh, it, its headquarters in Belgium, the Berlaymont, uh showed the Israeli flag. And most amazing of all, Austria. In, in Vienna, they put up the Israeli flag right next to the Austrian flag. Uh, Maybe, maybe, there is some sense of balance and decency uh, left in the world. We'll be right back on The MedVed Show. There are people all around the world who are rallying uh, in support of Israel. There have also been anti-Israel rallies, rallies prominently, for some reason, in uh, Kirkland, Washington, (laughs) where where there was actually a brawl that broke out. There were about 200 pro-Palestinian demonstrators, anti-Israel demonstrators, and about 100, at least according to the Seattle Times, 100 uh, pro-Israel demonstrators. There was also a very big anti-Israel rally with the prominent display of swastikas, which is somehow appropriate. But then in Paris, there was a gathering in, in the dark where some Parisians, um, not all of them Jewish by any means, gathered to show some light. It sounded like this. Israeli national anthem, which uh, long before Israel was even established as a state, was the official uh, song of the Zionist movement. The last uh, paragraph that you were hearing there, the words mean, "Our hope is not yet lost." The name of the song is Hatikva, which means "The Hope." Our hope is not yet lost. The hope of two thousand years, to be a free nation. In our land, the land of Zion and Jerusalem. And uh, hearing that uh, in front of the Eiffel Tower uh, lit with the colors of the Israeli flag, yes, that's encouraging. Uh, also encouraging was, as I mentioned before, Re- Representative Kevin McCarthy, uh, who Honestly, despite the fact that he was thrown out as Speaker of the House, he has had a remarkable few days. Because remember, it's only days ago. Uh, You have to go back to uh, just the beginning of October. Okay, two weeks ago. Not even. Uh, He saved the country almost single-handedly from a government shutdown, which would have been appalling. He now uh, made an announcement about a five-point plan that he put forward for the U.S. to respond to the uh, Hamas terror attacks on Israel. Uh, This is uh, former Speaker, now Representative Kevin McCarthy.
4: Now is the time for action. America needs a five-point plan to meet this moment to help our ally Israel, and to strengthen our own future. The very first thing we need to do is rescue the American hostages. President Biden's number one priority right now must be finding out how many Americans have been taken hostage and get them home. From last night to this morning, the number of American deaths have doubled from four to nine. This administration must also make clear that harming any American will result in the wrath of the United States. We cannot repeat what happened in Afghanistan. It must be clear that we do not negotiate with terrorists and no American will be left behind.
1: The uh, other points in his five-point plan, Number two, to provide full support for our ally Israel. Number three, to confront Iran and the new axis of evil. Uh, Number four, to focus on securing our own open border. And number five, to condemn anti-Semitism in the United States. And uh, again, uh, an effective five-point plan. there's, there's an amazing piece by uh, Andrew McCarthy, uh, and it, he posted it up on uh, X, and it says, Hey, Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan, how about we not be a clown show when the world is exploding? Either jointly endorse Speaker McCarthy and dare the eight dingbats to oppose Or figure out which of you gets it and the other endorses. Time to be grown-ups. And uh, then uh, Mark Thiessen posted this, former speechwriter to President Bush. The shocking events in Israel, rocket attacks on civilians, women and children being massacred, are happening every single day in Ukraine. So if you're a Republican who voted against supporting Ukraine last week, spare me your heartfelt concern for Israel. The United States uh, must be uh, the leader of the world because when it comes to barbarism and the real threat of barbarism, uh, the United States has to be the safeguard. Uh, while speaking to the press uh, of, about the conflict in southern Israel, Representative McCarthy was asked if there was any scenario where he would be reinstated as Speaker of the House. Here's what he had to say, clip 13.
4: Do you envision any scenario in which you could be candidate for Speaker, especially with the deadlock in race? Look, um, this is about a moment in time. This is about what America's going to do. Could you imagine if we were sitting here and we listened further to a Gates and Mace, that we were in a shutdown? That as we asked our 30,000 men and women in the military in the Middle East to defend us without being paid, that the question around the world of what was happening here today, that's a decision by the conference. I'll allow the conference to make whatever decision. Whether I'm speaker or not, I'm a member of this body. I know what history has had, and I can lead in any position it is. And right now, I realize we need these five actions taken now and stop delaying.
1: And uh, again, those I, a call very directly for immediate action. Um, there was also this even the press which uh, i know that israelis in particular feel very frustrated by the american press because very often it just highlights the negative news and there is a sweetness and joy to israeli life and honestly as someone obviously with very close family in israel my dad is buried there. Um, people don't see that that joy and the positivity. What they see, particularly at a time like this, is, for instance, this coverage by Clarissa Ward, clip nine on CNN.
3: This was actually billed as a festival of peace. It was supposed to be an opportunity for young people to get together, to dance, to celebrate. It was all about love and music, and instead it turned into scenes of absolute carnage and mayhem. What happened just off this quiet border road was a massacre. The bodies of the perpetrators still remain, while the fate of many victims is unknown. Organizers of the Supernova Music Festival say that thousands of young revelers had gathered to celebrate the end of the holidays, when just after 6 a.m., Hamas militants launched a bloody attack. Many of the victims spent hours in hiding, waiting to be rescued and calling their loved ones. Many of them are still missing. Many of them are dead. It's been very difficult to try to get a precise number. Now, a volunteer group that handles human remains says that at least 260 bodies have been found at the festival
1: site. Okay, and some of those bodies are in horrible shape. They were all stacked together. And one of the things that the, uh, the terrorists have done is they have taken with them not only live hostages, but dead bodies. And mutilated bodies in some cases that they plan to trade back for some gain it cannot be allowed to work and what needs to work is peace sanity decency and peace as President Reagan said so famously peace through strength for this greatest nation on God's green